Morning Severn Run. Welcome to the new worship that God is doing here during this COVID season. Um, I want to begin week two in the series by kind of qualifying the title. The title is Stay Positive, but the truth is some of you can't do that right now. Not yet, because the truth is you need to get positive before you can stay positive. So for those of you who've been positive and been a bit worn down by the length and hardness of the season, I want you to stay positive. For some of the rest of us who have lost our confidence, been a little discouraged, um, and kind of been done with the whole thing, I want you to get positive in this season. For me personally, the funny thing is, uh, you know, as we're wearing masks, as we come together during the week, that's been the thing that's just been like Debbie Downer for me. It's been a real challenge. And so I've had to kind of refocus this week and, and, and hear the Lord in, in a new and fresh way. And I want to remind you as a church, we are going to make it. This season is not going to last forever. There is a night, but there will always be a dawn. There will be a day on the other side, and we are going to thrive during this season by faith, and we're going to thrive afterwards as well. And we're going to be positive and stay positive throughout this whole season. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to focus on Jesus until you're confidently positive in the life that he's given you. No matter how hard it is, no matter what it includes, no matter what your past has been, your present uh, entails, or your future that you imagine, I want you to be confidently positive because you're so focused on Jesus that, that you rejoice in the life that he's given you. Because you also realize that he's given you the life of his son, Jesus Christ. And you never let that reality be far from your thoughts about the life that he's given you and the life that you can lead. Romans 8.28 just speaks once again to the incredible confidence of the Apostle Paul. Man, this guy was so positive in Christ throughout a very difficult and hard life. And he said this, And we know, we know this truth, this reality dominates all others. We know that in all things, not the easy things, not the good things, that the things we call good. Not, not, not the things that are, quote, blessings to us in everything that God allows. God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now, just to clear away any idea that you might not be included in the last part, um, the scripture says that, that God first loved us. And so his love has been poured out on all of us. For God so loved the world, all of us have been loved, and each of us can choose to love God back, and in so doing, be a part of those in whom God is working for good in all things. And the last part of the verse says, who have been called according to his purpose. I believe those who have been called according to his purpose are those who answer the call to be loved by him. So, you know, in this light, uh, you know, we have the chance to hear a confident, positive call from God to endure and thrive and overcome in a hard season. And I want to take you back um, a few thousand years to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 and 13. And this is a context of a, of a season in which God's people were carried off into captivity. 
70 years, they were going to be living in a foreign land, having lost everything they owned, everything familiar, everything they liked, everything they loved about their home and the temple of God where they believed God dwelt, all of that ripped away. And here's what God says to them in that hardest of all seasons and most difficult of all places. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I know. You don't have to know everything. I know. You don't have to, to know in order to control. And, and here's a challenge for some of you who are negative. You know, there are, there are, you know, there's no one right way to think about things. We're all wired differently. But, but some of us are black and white thinkers and some of us handle ambiguity. And, and some of us, you know, reach for control for security's sake. But the reality is that when you and I are called to faith, we are called into the, the unknown and our confidence becomes who we know, not what we know. So our confidence rests in the reality that God has thought this old thing through, that he's in charge, that he knows the plans that he has for us. And then he goes on to say in verse 11, plans to prosper you. This isn't the prosperity gospel. You go back in context. These people were in Babylon, but God was going to bless their lives in him there. Plans not to harm you. So the hard things that are happening in your life, they're, they're not God not liking you. They're not God being tired of you. They're not God being done with you because you sinned just one too many times. That's not the truth. But they're plans to give you hope and a future. And the reality is that, that you and I need the hope of Jesus in this season. And even as a church, when we are, we are in this challenging time where we cannot have the gathered bonfire, we need to be powerfully confident in the plan of God to give us a way not only to, quote, make it through the season, but to prosper in the season. And one of those plans that God has given us to prosper in this COVID season where our Sunday morning bonfire where we gather together has been kind of modified, taken away from us. We're gathering, but we're gathering in a, in a thousand homes. He's given us, you know, not only the bonfire of, of, of our, our video um, Sunday, but he's given us the campfires for our, our gathered weekdays. What's a campfire? Well, it is the, the fire in the night that we are going to light in the darkness. A hundred campfires where we intentionally gather in light of Jesus, love, and friendship. Some of us will gather online because it's not safe for you to gather in person. For others of us, man, we gotta be with people. So we'll mask up, we'll, we'll distance away, but we're gonna come together in smaller groups and we are going to to be in the light of Jesus' friendship and one another's friendship. And we're gonna live in his love and offer his love to one another. And I wanna challenge you, not only to make a commitment every single Sunday to, to gather and, and worship online, but to be highly intentional in this next season. To be a part of a campfire. Don't drift, don't be lazy, don't be unfocused but intentionally gather in one of the campfires that you're going to be hearing a whole lot more about. Verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. See, the reality is that, that we have to focus on Jesus. That's the key. You see, the more 
focused you are on Jesus, the more positive you are in life. And that's the big point of what I want to share with you today. As we talk about staying positive, or for some of us, getting positive. It's a matter of focus. You see, the reality is what's got your attention controls your life. Think about it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, especially in hard seasons, we need to pay such radical attention to Jesus Christ with a faith so fierce that fear can't stand in its presence. What's got your attention controls your life. What are you thinking about? This, this is a truth that, that if you will grasp it and make the spirit-led work a reality in your life to refocus, you're going to experience a different level of confidence and life and joy and hope and peace in the days to come. You see, the reality is your life is an ongoing battleground between light and darkness, between heaven and hell, hope and hopelessness, the construction of God and the destruction of hell, between good and evil, between truth and lies every single day, even between life and death. And COVID is just one part of that. Finances are just one part of that. Your, your marriage and the issues there are just one part of that. All of these hard things in life, they're just a part of the ongoing battle that is between heaven and hell and time and eternity. And what's got your attention controls your life. And if those hardships and if the pains of the past and, and, and if the fears of the future, if those things have your attention, then, then they control your life, not Jesus. And the way you and I get positive and stay positive is that we focus so confidently on Jesus that, that we celebrate the life that he's given us. Because we know that the life he's given us is not only our own life in time, but it's the, the eternal life of Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, it is good. And in all things, God is working for a good that is joyful and hopeful and worth giving your best efforts towards. It's not about surrendering in fear and depression. It's not about quitting because it's just too hard. It's about refocusing. It's about letting Jesus be bigger than the bad of, of life and of COVID. COVID is just another battle in the war that's been going on since the moment you were born. So in your life, what's got your attention? What do you think about most of the time? Because what's got your attention controls your life. Where is Jesus in your vision of life? I'm just telling you, in this season of life, um, a little bit of mealy mouth Jesus on the edge isn't going to do it anymore. You know, there, there are some of you who are listening and you're not born again. You've never given your life to Jesus. And the, the sad part of that is, for some of you, you haven't been on the edge about hearing the call of Christ in your life. This isn't new to you. You've you heard it and known it for years, but you just haven't committed. You just haven't, you know, let your heart break and decide, I believe in Jesus. And I'm telling you, it's time to get off the fence and focus on Christ. So, where is Jesus in your vision of life? Is he on the edges? Is he, you know, is he uh, got, has he got his back turned towards you? Um, is he so far in the distance that he's, you know, you can't even really see him? In your vision of life, 
um, you know, and COVID and finances and, and aging and children and school and all of that. Where's your Jesus? Where's Jesus in your vision of life? How big is Christ in your battles? Because you see, negative people have big battles with a little Jesus. Positive people have a big Jesus who, who overcomes every battle. That's the reality. And no fear can exist in the presence of Jesus. It just can't happen. It's like light and dark. They're, they're mutually exclusive. Um, light and dark banish one another. And the only fear that can re remain in the life of a fierce believer is the fear of God. Job in, 20, in Job 28, 28, uh, the scripture says this, and he, Job, said to the human race. I love, I love that. Job, speaking to the entire race, says this. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil is understanding. And so this is an, an invitation to rethink life, to refocus life, to revision life. And in that vision of life, to to focus on Jesus because the more focused you are on Jesus, the more positive you are in life, no matter how hard your life is. I have seen people with great health and relatively few problems in life take their life. And I have seen people with cancer and financial disasters and all kinds of hard things in their life thrive joyfully filled with hope. And you want to know the difference? Jesus had their attention. And what controls your attention has your life. Where fear reigns, Jesus doesn't. Where Jesus reigns, fear can't. Light and dark cannot coexist. And every terror from the past, every fear of the future, um, every anxiety in the present has this one thing in common. There is no Jesus in the picture. And so when you think back on that, that terrifying event in, in the past, the only way that event can terrorize you is that there's no Jesus there. But when you believe, and when you are, when you are focused on Jesus, and you become confidently positive in the life that he's given you, then when you look back on your past and all of its pain, you then see a Jesus who was right there with you, holding you, weeping with you, there to lead you forward. And in the present, when you think about all the problems and the issues and the challenges that you're facing, when you're full of fear, there's no Jesus there. But when you're fiercely full of faith, there is a Jesus who's confidently and joyfully standing in front of you, saying that you know this, right? You know that in all things I'm working for your good. I got this. This is not an issue. This is not a problem. I'm working to make you more like me. You may not like the work. It may be, you know, the sanding may be rough to, to get those edges off you, but, but I'm doing a good thing. I'm making you like me. I am, I am making you in my image. I am, I am fitting you for heaven. I am, I am preparing you for a larger stage to reflect my glory in this broken world. And faith says, yes, I do know that. And faith uh, declares that, that Jesus, you are Lord over all. The simple truth is that wherever Jesus is, there is light and hope and joy and there's confidence. Faith sees Jesus everywhere. 
In 2 Corinthians 10, um, 5, the scripture says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ so that in a fearful COVID season, a season of unknown, a season of job loss, a season of, of, of just loneliness and distance, we don't let our mind run amok. We don't think every thought that we could think. We, we take control of our thinking. We rein in and we refocus on Jesus until we are confidently and positively grateful for the life that God has given us in Christ. Because the truth is, the more focused we are in Jesus, the more positive we are in life. Positive that he's working in all things. Positive that he knows the plans that he has for us. Positive that, that he's giving us a hope and a future. 2 Samuel twenty two twenty nine says, You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. Do you, do you see the, the clarity of focus? Do you see the laser beam of focus in that? You, Lord, not my circumstance, not my feelings, not my interpretation of life, not my understanding, not my, my, uh, you know, my context or the events happening, not even what people think about me. Nothing else is going to have my attention. Nothing else is going to control my life. But you, Lord, are my lamp. You, Lord, turn my darkness into light. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 21 uh, are just amazing, powerful verses in this COVID season. Paul, not being falsely positive, but being Christly confident, says this. I consider, I've interpreted, I've chosen, I have, I have refocused my life to believe that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Paul was so focused on Jesus that he could be positive in arrest, uh, in beatings, in trials, in rejection. Then all, all he saw was the win of Christ, working for good in all things. For creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Verse 20 says, For creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of, sub, of the one who subjected it. Verse 21 says, That creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. You want to know what this, this COVID is? It is a virus. It is a perversion of the life God created in an evil and broken world. It is a reality, a virus. We don't even know whether viruses are alive or dead. How corrupt is that? And so all of creation is subject to this frustration, but God is, is overcoming it all through Christ. If we believe and if we are focused on Jesus, because whatever has our attention controls our life. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to focus on Jesus until you're confidently positive in the life that God's given you. And I mean that your life takes on a new tone for Christ, a new intentionality for Christ, that you are being transformed because of your focus on Jesus. And here's what I want to tell you. Here's what's going to change your life this next week. Just focus on Jesus. 
Do it in the morning. Have a specific time each day where you get into the Word of God and you take every thought captive and you focus on Jesus, Jesus Christ as Lord. And then you do it a hundred times again through the day. And I promise you, the more you focus on Jesus, the more positive your life is going to become. The more the lights are going to come on, the more hope is going to rise in you, the, the less what people think about you is going to rule your life, the less circumstances are going to control your destiny, you're going to be free. Because if you're focused on Jesus and what he's then free to do in you, and then Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things, you've heard it before, I'll say it again, in the Greek, all means all. In the thing in your life that is outside of the scope and the care and the power of God's good, positive, eternal work and redemption in your life, if, if you let it be. And we know that in all things, God works for the good, is working for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 31 and 32, how positive Paul is. Again, a, a, an apostle who was rejected by his own people, who was at times rejected by many of the other Christians. Read the book of Galatians and most of the other disciples rejected Paul. But he stayed positive during all of it, not in a Pollyannish way, but in a relentless, laser-focused, Christ-centered, you know, fierce faith that said Jesus and Jesus only and, and, and had confidence in the life God had given him in Christ. Here's what he said. What shall we say then in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Answer, nobody. He who did not spare us his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. This is an amazing, deep promise of God. And he goes on in verse 7, 37 and says, No, in every hard thing you face, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced. Paul wasn't just, you know, oh, I hope it's true. Or once a week, I'm going to, you know, try to think a little bit about Jesus and all the hard and the bad that is my poor little life. Something happened in Paul's life. Yeah, I mean, that, that road to Damascus was, was a powerful, transforming experience. Well, Pastor Drew, if I, if I had a road to Damascus experience, you have had. Jesus has showed up in your life to say, I love you and I'm calling you into my life. Pastor Drew, when does that happen? It's happening now. In the name of Jesus, I'm calling you to step up and live intentionally, boldly as a disciple for Jesus Christ in a dark world and you be the difference. Don't lay down and die in the, in the COVID season. The church of the living God, the church at Seven Run is not gonna die during this season. It's gonna grow if we focus on Jesus and the light of Christ is gonna grow in us. So, so here's Paul. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors because I am convinced that neither death. Now, is there anything bigger in your life or badder than death? I don't think so. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor, the, nor any powers, neither 
the heights nor depths nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, the good work of God, the power of God, the, the relentless redemption of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what's got your attention in life? What do you spend most of your time thinking about? And where in your life is Jesus? Where is his, his vision, his love, his call? Today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on Jesus with a fierce and stubborn and relentless and determined faith until you're confidently positive in every aspect of the life that God has given you in Christ. Why? Because the more focused you are on Jesus, the more positive you are in life. And here's the truth. You and I desperately need Jesus. We always have and always will, but we desperately need Jesus in this time. And here's another truth. This world around us desperately needs us to step up and to be the light and to be the body of Christ and to be the hope of Christ in a struggling world. Will you focus on Jesus? Will you give him in your life? And will you commit to be so fiercely focused that your life overflows with hope by the power of Christ? That's not just the challenge of today. It's the call of God in your life. And it's the opportunity you have this week to change the world.